You're listening to Campus Review Radio. In your opinion, how did Australia's universities benefit from the recent talks of India? Um, so the recent talks in India, well, there's two things. First of all, we've got, we're here with our Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull. So that means, and Malcolm Turnbull has had very successful meeting by the look of it with um, Prime Minister Modi, who is, of course, the Prime Minister and leader of the largest democracy in the world, and is a loved Prime Minister in India. So there's been very significant coverage here and in Australia. What's the point I would make about how we benefit? One of the ways we benefit is that people in India India, 1.3 billion a superpower, an ancient civilization, modern India, realizing just how good Australian higher education is. We are a small country of 40 universities, but more than half of our universities are ranked in the top 500. A very significant number, of which Deakin is one, ranked in the top 200 of the 9,000 universities in the world. So we, we bat well and we bat with excellence in higher education. We're also very, very good at the education um, in Australia and then um, internationally. And I think what Prime Minister Turnbull has done is bring attention to our knowledge economy and what we do. There was also concurrently with the talks, there was an an education forum with um, um, Australian VCs and representatives from India. So how did this um, benefit both sides of both countries, essentially? understanding. I mean, you know, we're both democracies, so we both have our own jurisdictions, legislation, regulation and policy. And if you're going to work together and you want equivalence and recognition of each, of each other's education system, you have to understand those systems. So part of that um, forum was to understand um, what are the policy settings, how do we um, streamline our system so that um, students moving between the two can have equivalence and can um, progress with their careers. You know, remembering that education is an enabler, it's not the destination. The destination is employability, good health, and creating your own, um, you know, your own wealth and, and future. So, so that's out there. Um, it's good discussion, good discussion then with industry um, and with the various partners, you know, in, in Delhi. And then this morning, it was a very much sports focus in Mumbai. Um, sport being a very big enabler in India now off the back of the IPL of cricket and then of course the rise and rise of soccer here. You did mention that there was talks about streamlining the um, streamlining systems for greater mobility between Australian and Indian students so could you just um, outline how Mm -hmm. these systems Mm -hmm. could be streamlined? Well for example um, you could do your first year in India say and then you could come to Australia to a very good university um, and we have many and you could have an international part of your education and then you could come back and you could do your third year in India or you could do two years in Australia and then come back in India and do two years or vice versa. There's hundred cocktails around how you can now as a as a 21st century student in the, you know, the end of the second decade, look at how you want to get your education. Why should we force students to get all of their education in one place um, in a particular discipline when we know the future with the connected world, with automation, with artificial intelligence, that our, that our educated people are going to have to be multidisciplinary and have a range of skills that enable them to communicate across cultures within the cultures 
um, and working in in cases where perhaps, you know, if I think of you as a journalist, you probably work with a whole range of people now, whereas 20 years ago, you'd have been one part of the thing and wouldn't have been, you would have only been part of the supply chain. Now you have many touch points on your supply chain. And that's going to go faster. And between India and Australia, the benefits of learning about each other's cultures, while you get education, um, is a huge advantage um, in our region. And our region is going to be one of, you know, is the region of the 21st century. And do you think there are other countries in the region which Australia should be targeting with similar talks? Of course, of course. So Australia, India, democracies and our great connections back to, um, you know, the Westminster system means that, and English um, means that we have many, many things in common. But of course, Australia is doing similar things with um, its, its other neighbours, most particularly China, most particularly Indonesia, and that's a good thing. And we, you know, we're a small country of 23 million people, but we are highly skilled, we're well regulated, we have a clean, green environment, you know, and we're smart. We have a lot to offer, particularly in education. For you, were there any disappointments with these talks in India? India is never disappointing. If I would say what I said, you know, for me, India is. Um, yeah, well, I'll start again. If you'd come to India 10 years ago, you'd have thought it was a hard country to do business in. You know, they have a prime minister who has who has consolidated himself, who has brought in some very difficult reforms. Um, this this place is optimistic, it's busy, and it's, it knows where it's going. It has prodigious economic growth. It has a young, youthful population. The advantage for us is that young, youthful population needs to be educated and it needs to be skilled. And that's where Australia can play a small part. That was the, the most optimistic thing I took away from 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 this trade mission. There's no, I don't ever think there's a downside. If there's a downside, it means you're not curious and you haven't tried. Um, we've just had the most inspirational meeting at Deakin University with a whole range of, of people around the whole sports endeavour endeavour between the private sector and the public sector, and what part we can play in that education. It was absolutely inspiring. Um, you know, it's quite quite chuffed and all of that came off the back of a Prime Minister coming and bringing a number of Vice-Chancellors with him. Um, so there was no disappointment for me at all, no. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very valuable use of um, four days in India. Well, I was here for a bit longer, but a lot of that was about Deakin rather than about the trade mission with the Prime Minister. So, you know, I, I think these things have worth and they have value, but you have to work and earn the value. You can't just stand here and hope people will talk to you. You've got to go and find your partner. Mm. Um, Everybody wants to partner with India. Um, Of course you would. And so we have to work hard to make sure that India understands the benefits or the the parts of India you work with, because it's 1.3 billion people, of course, the parts of India that you work with understand the value that you bring to the partnership.